When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, before we get to the negotiating table, uh, Jonathan mentioned my article about Dom Capers and Anthony Barr. Give me a, a take here, Alex Boone, on... Whether Anthony Barr's role should change from what it was, especially if the Vikings move on from Everson Griffin. Like, they, should yeah. they use more 3 4 type of concepts with the pass rush involving Anthony Barr? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you're paying him to absolutely be a pass rusher. And can I just say the linebackers are getting paid a stupid amount of money? Mm-hmm. To, and, and for someone like Barr, like, don't get me wrong, I love Anthony Barr. I think he is awesome. I think he's an awesome football player. I think he's a great dude. He was close to my locker when I was there, so I think he's super cool. But when you're paying somebody that much money, like, dude, we need at least seven sacks. Like, we're going to need something down the road to help us get through this. Because look at some of the top dudes getting paid at linebacker. Who is it? Like, Bobby Wagner, uh, C.J. Mosley. Like, their defenses were not the best this year. And then you turn around and look at Anthony, you're like, dude, you're getting paid a lot of money. we got to show up. And it's not that his fault, though. Because what you said before, like, Everson and Daniil... Like, where, where where is he supposed to rush? Like, at what point are you like, hey, listen, we really don't even need to bring pressure anymore. Like, we're just going to let these two guys wreak yes. havoc. That, that's, that's not his fault. But when you're paying somebody that much money, you start to turn around and go, well, do we really need it? That's you know right on. Because they're paying, the like, Eric Hendricks less, but he's right. doing more in, in terms of, yeah, he's not rushing the passer, but he's great in coverage. He's great against the run. He's blowing up screen passes. He's making a massive impact on the passing game, whereas Anthony Barr is very average in coverage, but is really good at rushing the passer. I uh, posted a chart inside of my article of, as I will, uh, of all his pressure rates like per year and how many times he's gotten to rush. So in 660 total pass snaps last year, he only rushed 120 times, but he got to the quarterback and created pressure on 18%, which is a really good rate. And is a lot of Zimmer dialing up third down rushes for Anthony Barr, but on first and second down, he's often in pass coverage or in the run stopping, which he's pretty good at. But you have to be, in order to justify a 12 to $15 million cap hit, which is what he has the next two years, there's got to be more there. I think that's where you're exactly right is... You have to be doing something that's impacting the other team's passing game because that's how you win with the pass. And if you could stop them with more pressure from Anthony Barr, that becomes a lot more worth it than he would be just when he's stopping the run and in coverage. 
Right, I agree. And I, you know what I think is, it's the more I keep thinking about this Dom Capers edition, the more I keep thinking, like, the defense is going to change somehow. How is it going to change? And you start thinking about these linebackers that they have and how good they are. What if they were to go, like, Zim likes is over. There's no question. But what if they were to do more of, like, an under front? You know what I'm saying? Like, get somehow get Barr and Kendricks and Wilson and Daniil and get all these guys on the field in like an outside linebacker, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. it, it would, it would be so interesting to see how that. It'd be like almost the hybrid 35. That's what I'm more like. And it's like the difference was that on a 25 as opposed to a 35, like there was always an open side end. You know what I'm saying? So on a 25, it didn't matter what side you were on. If the strength was to your side, you had to kick in. But on a 35, like a Daniil, he would always go to the open side, but then you'd have to switch side. I mean, it just it would be so interesting to see what they could do with so much talent. And you could technically say, hey, listen, we're going to get rid of Ev and we're going to put Anthony on the line more. You know what I'm saying? Like that just, it would be really, I don't know. Interesting. You're basically reading my article back to me, like making a oh, lot am of I? the point. Yeah, making a lot oh. of the same points because uh, I wrote with Eric. This is exactly what I wrote with Eric Wilson developing as a solid pass rusher and cover linebacker. The Vikings might want to consider more fronts that include three defensive linemen and three linebackers because then you could put people in all sorts of different places, especially right. with these three guys having uh, similar skill sets. And when you have someone as good as Eric Wilson, who in my mind is a starting linebacker in the NFL. You've got to use him more. He can't just be a backup and a special teamer who pops in and out. I mean, you've got to find ways to use him. And if you keep Linval Joseph, you've got someone who can play that pure nose tackle position. He doesn't have to make a huge position change to be a nose tackle and line no. up over the center because it's kind of what he's been doing. I, I think it makes a lot of sense to mix this in, and especially if you don't know what you're going to do with the three technique. If you're not going to draft one in the first round and you're going to go with kind of what you did last year with rotating guys in and out, well, this might be another option that would make it more difficult for offenses, and it starts, I think, with Anthony Barr. I don't, so here's my question. And, and as an offensive lineman, I love this. So you start talking about this defense. It's not so much the nose tackle. It's the three technique and the open side end that you have to worry about. Like That's the one side of the defense that they should be the most secure. So I don't think you can be like, hey, we're going to do a revolving door at the three tech. Because that's the Mm. one side that you're like, listen, man, I need you to hold up. I need my big dog right here. Like the nose tackle, when you talk about like like a 35, like the Rams used to play back in the day with Aaron Donald. Like their nose tackles were like who who is that guy right uh, okay just sure, yeah. big, you know what I'm saying but then the three technique was Aaron Donald mm-hmm. and then the, the open side would be like uh, uh, Chris Long you know what I'm saying like you were like okay yeah. I get what's going on over here <laughs> all right and then somehow these defenses used to drive me nuts and here's why because OCs when they see a Sam on the ball and that's another question can Anthony Barr handle being on the line because dude it's a different world up there okay when you're off the ball you're worried about what fullbacks and receivers right because you're either going to get cracked or you're going to get a fullback down the A gap when you come on the line you have to worry about tight ends and old linemen now you've stepped into our world and it's like hey can he handle that and still be able to pass rush can he take on a counter 10, 15 times a game and still pass rush on third down and still show up in coverage. Like, that's a lot. That's a big step up, in my opinion. But then you turn around and you're like, well, what's it going to do for the defense? Like, you could put Stefan Weatherly in there. Like, he was always one of those guys that when you put him in that true five technique, he was always tough to block. Like, really tough to block. And you have the pieces around you to do it, but can Barr go from being off the ball to being on the ball more and handling more O-lineman stuff? So, I think that would be difficult for him for sure. Yeah. um, Because he... 
I mean, the times that I've seen him in training camp do it, I've wondered, okay, could that be a regular thing or not? Uh, but if you are lining him up in multiple different spots and the offensive line doesn't know where he's going to be on each given play, that might change it. You also, the way that you were just talking about it, I, I was thinking about Everson Griffin and playing against the New Orleans Saints when he lined up inside quite a bit. Would it be super crazy to think about Everson Griffin lining oh. up often over a guard in this type of scenario. Oh, yeah, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> don't, don't, you don't want to, you don't want to put that like. So, like, with the one thing with Aaron was it was so hard because he was really good at defeating a deuce because he was so quick. He could split it, or he was quick enough that like he would curl himself up into a ball. So you'd be like, oh, well, the tackle's going to take him. Then the tackle was like, no, the guard's going to take him. So instantly, you both would let him go. And I know, <laughs> like, one of us letting Aaron Donald go was the dumbest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> Try explaining that to some really pissed off people. But when you talk about that, you say, listen, if I'm going to expose this defense, where am I going to go? I'm going to go right at the three technique. He can't hang that much. I mean, he's a defensive end. Let's just let them deuce him all day. Let's let them be him all day. Let's just let them go after him all day. Like sometimes Ev would be great at the five technique. I've seen Ev play a five technique. He's fabulous. He's super fast. He can play really well in tight quarters. Like that's the one thing when you're that guy, you have to be able to play really strong in tight quarters. Like because you have you have a Sam right next to you, and there's a shade on the other side, and everybody. And that's the big focal point. Like when you run a twenty-five or a thirty-five like that. I hate running power against it because you have to move that five technique. And if that five technique is really good or if he can slant in and get away from the tackle, he can blow up the entire play. So it's a really good fit for Ev, but as we're going to see later, you're going to have to bring that cap number down a little bit. Well, yeah. Oh, no, that's for sure. And we're, gonna so, talk, we're getting to the negotiating table in just a second. But why I like this with Dom Capers is on offenses – we're talking about positionless football, like you know, use running backs as receivers, use Debo Samuel as a running back, or Cordero Patterson. What really only the Patriots did effectively, I think, which was put him in the backfield sometimes, put him outside sometimes, you know, wherever you don't know where he's going to be. That there are defensive players who are becoming sort of like this, where you can move guys around positions and it just makes it more complicated for the offense. I, I think with Dom Capers coming in and you don't know what type of front. You're going to see, you don't know how they're going to use Anthony Barr from week to week. That, you know, it doesn't have to be, okay, we're locking into Anthony Barr is now Greg Lloyd and, or Kevin Green and he's got to play that position. Well, he doesn't have to, but some weeks it might make a lot of sense to do that. And with guys who have been around for a long time, I think you can change up their roles because they're already so familiar with the defense. Agreed. And sometimes when they've not only are they familiar with it, but they've played in it so much that they know what everyone's doing. They know mm-hmm. where everybody is. So they're like, listen, I can play the Sam or I can play the open end. I can now don't get me wrong. At times you want to look at this and be like, I don't know if I would put him at, you know, this position because like like Ev at the three technique. I wouldn't do that because number one, he's not big enough to hold up on some of the run plays. And eventually you you see that teams are gonna start to slide into that. And you've just handcuffed him and Daniel because you put him on the same side enough the teams are gonna because that was the one thing I was gonna say that used to drive me nuts is when you put that Sam on the ball, offensive coordinators get so scared because they don't know what he's doing. They're like, <laughs> is he coming? Is he not coming? And most of the coordinators in this league, this is how they think. They say, Listen, if we can get our running back out on a route. That's one more guy the ball can get to, right? So we have a better chance of succeeding on sure. this play. So now all of a sudden, what do they want to do? They want to go 5-0. I don't know what that Sam's doing now. Historically, he has not come, but this could be the week where he does come. So now all of a sudden, that's why these three techniques and the other side become so important is because you say, listen, when you have an Aaron Donald at three technique, now you've just 5-0'd him. So now it's you and him all alone, and he's really good in there. Well, if you put 
Ev and Daniil on the same side. Eventually, teams are going to go, listen, I, I don't care at what cost. We can't 5-0 this. We're going to have to slide to them. We'll take care of that problem. And if Barr's going to come, we'll just throw the quick route. Like, sometimes you, you start to hurt your defense when you start to do too much like that. Football. Welcome, Don Cap- Dom Capers. It's a lot of football right there. Coming uh, with it. All right. I want to do this maybe a few times throughout the offseason when we get to free agents and things like that. Um, it's called the negotiating table. So ramp us up some mm. NFL music. This will be do a very it. NFL music-y day because yep. uh, we have hot routes coming up at 3 o'clock. <sighs> so I've got six free agents, and I'm assuming Everson Griffin is a free agent because he can avoid his contract uh, because he played a certain amount of snaps and got a certain amount of sacks, so he's able to avoid his contract. So let's treat him as a free agent. Alex, you represent Delvin Cook, Trey Waynes, and Everson Griffin. I represent Anthony Harris, Mackenzie Alexander, and Dan Bailey. So for each one of these, you have one minute to make your case for Delvin Cook, and then I have one minute to make my case against signing him to a contract extension. And then when you're done with your three, I represent Anthony Harris. I have one minute to argue for Anthony Harris. And then at the end, Jonathan is going to tell us who he would sign based on our arguments. That's fair. All right. All right. So we're going to start out. Delvin Cook, you have Delvin a timer, Cook. Jonathan? Tell him, what can, he's, tell him when can, he's when he's can up. I, can I, before we start the timer, can I just say, you're probably calling me, right? Because it's Delvin Cook. Like, at what point am I going to be like, listen, he's just not going to come? Could that be my whole argument? He's just not going to show up. <laughs> it can be. Go ahead. St- start the timer. Use, Ready? You don't have to use the whole, the, the whole one minute. Starting in three, two, one, go. All right. Here we go. Listen, uh, if you don't pay Delvin exactly what we think he should be paid, which is top of the market. We're going to let you guys just play the year out, and we'll see exactly how good you think your offense is really going to be. There you go. Okay. And I, I, as the front office, start the timer, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this back. Uh, Okay. Well, I'm looking at Devontae Freeman. Looks like the uh, Falcons are going to release him. David Johnson, he might get released by Arizona. Todd Gurley might get traded. These are the guys who signed these big contracts that you want. And did what last year? What did they do last year? Dude, listen, it is all about a what have you done for me lately. And what have I done for you? We have walked you into the playoffs. Now, it's not our fault that you couldn't get over the hump. But we got you there. And we were the lead leading rusher for a long time. And we were doing it dragging two or three guys behind me. So, like I said, we'll be sitting on the couch watching you guys in August. We'll be expecting a phone call September 1. That's great, and uh, we will just draft another running back in the third round who will be good, and we're going to throw the ball with Gary and his play actions, and you know what? Linebackers will still freak out, so it's going to be okay. Will they? Our offense can survive. Will they? You see, because you have to prove it every year. Like, a defense isn't just going to go next year. Well, guys, we have to play base now because, you know, they did this last year. If you don't have Dalvin, you're not getting those base looks. You're getting nickel looks. You're getting the exact looks you don't want. You get the defensive linemen pinning their ears back going, listen, this is what we do best. This is not what you do best. Let's have some fun. How long have we gone? This is probably longer than a minute. That's a little bit over a minute. But you know what? I'm going to finish this off as the front office by just saying uh, Tatum Bell, Mike Anderson, our guy Gary knows how to get it done. All right. Your next client is Trey Wayans. Alex, make your argument for Trey Wayans. Uh, Trey, obviously you're not going to lose both your cornerbacks in the same year. Nobody would want to do that. Plus the possibility of losing one of your safeties who is one of the better safeties in the NFL. Like, I know your cap situation is right now, and we know what Trey will command. We think that Trey would absolutely be great. And some people might say that Trey has hit the ceiling. We don't agree with that at all. Trey's young. He's been in this system. He's worked with Mike before. We're very excited about what's going forward. And you cannot, you're not going to lose three safeties, three, two cornerbacks and a safety in the same year. Not going to happen. 
All right. I, as the front office, will say this. As much as we like that Trey developed into an average corner, just like we like that Delvin Cook is really, really good at football, the price just doesn't match the production. If his price is going to be for an average corner, that's a lot. And we think that Mike Zimmer can develop whoever he brings in, that he could develop a Holton Hill, he could develop a draft pick, and they can be an average corner at worst and possibly even better. And sorry, Alex, we do think he's hit the ceiling. No, he has not. He's, he's young. He's 28 years old. He's absolutely growing in this system. And listen, you guys are in a win-now mode. You're not going to go in there with two brand-new cornerbacks and a new safety and say this is a win-now mode. You need to bring Trey back for familiarity and leadership. All right, let's move on to Everson Griffin. I don't know how long that went. Probably like a minute. That was just about a minute. Okay, good. Uh, Just start yelling or something if we go way over a minute in this negotiation. Uh, This is the negotiating table. One-minute negotiations back and forth between myself and Alex Boone over these free agent players. Everson Griffin, um, I'm going to start this one, Alex. Uh, We, the front office, love Everson Griffin. We might someday put his number up on that that, uh, ring of fame, ring of honor, because he's amazing and he's a great story, but the age thing is an issue. Second half of last year, he wasn't quite as good, and we wish him a, a, a good day, but it's hard to make an argument to pay him these kind of dollars again with a guy who's this age. Listen, I understand what you're saying, but here's my question. Can Neal still be the pass rusher he is without Everson on the field? We don't know because we haven't really seen it. But we're just saying that when Everson's on the field, it becomes a lot harder for an offense to scheme against you. And not only that, but Everson's been helping the back end, too, because he got eight sacks last year. And people might scuff at that, but that's a lot more than a lot of other defensive ends got. And he's out there making tackles on run plays. He's out there de- taking on defense or offensive linemen. Come on, listen. <laughs> he is. This defense is way better with Everson out there. He is way more of a name for people to fear, and he absolutely shows up week in. So we mostly agree with you, except for the price is just really hard for us right now. We've got uh, a tough cap situation, and we just can't take the risk of paying a guy who's going to be 33 and having it potentially not work out. Can you afford to lose Everson if you're really talking about losing these pieces on the back end? You really can't. You don't have a lot going right now. I mean, yeah, I get it. Stefan Weatherly, great player. He's on the rise, but he's still not at the Everson level. It's just not. In our opinion, we feel like this defense takes a few steps back without Everson. That's a minute. Okay. All right. Now to my clients. I represent Anthony Harris. Uh, He led the NFL in interceptions and is the playmaker that you always dreamed of having next to Harrison Smith. We always wondered, what if you got a real legit ball hawk Guess what? My guy, real legit ball hawk. And even with your corners playing subpar this year, still one of the better passing defenses overall in the NFL. Why? Because these safeties playing together was awesome. You want to keep that together if you want to have a safety blanket for your unsure cornerback situation. You have to re-sign Anthony Harris. We at the organization, (laughs) along with Coach Zimmer, feel like... Uh, Mike's had top five defenses without Anthony Harris in the back end. We, we, we know what we're doing. We've done this before. I'm not sure if you guys think you're going to rodeo us around a little bit, but we have one of the masterminds as head coach, and he's had a top defense without a lot of guys on there, and he'll find the next safety. So I understand what you're saying. He's great. He's had a lot of interceptions this year. We had a great time. 
we could find another guy. Safeties are not a problem. Yeah, you know, this is a guy who's been in your system a long, long time, and he's got this unique chemistry with Harrison Smith. I mean, Harrison makes people better for sure, but how many guys can be in sync like Anthony Harris was? I, it's, it's pretty valuable. I think he's worth it. I don't think so. I, I, we agree. We agree that he is one heck of a player. No question. We love him. But moving forward, we're going to have to say that we're going to take our chances because we're going to develop the next Anthony Harris, next to Harrison Smith. Like All right. On to uh, my next client, Mackenzie Alexander. Nickel corners, they play all the time now. And if you don't have one, teams are going to line up good receivers in the slot and just smoke you. And guess what? I know you guys are great at developing corners. Nickel corners take a while. That's why, remember Terrence Newman at age 49 playing nickel corner? That's because it's not easy. And it's taken several years for you guys to develop my client, Mackenzie Alexander, into a solid nickel corner. Now it's time to pay him. You can't just draft a guy or pick someone up off of the scrap heap and throw him into that situation in Zimmer's defense. You have to keep Mackenzie Alexander. You know what? We just got off the phone with Terrence Newman. And he's, <laughs> he's coming actually back. Thinking about coming back. <laughs> Listen, you're coming off injury. If you think you're getting paid at the top level, it ain't going to happen. Because, once again, we have a guy here we're going to bring. we got Harrison back there. We're thinking about changing up our whole defense, our whole approach to how we're going to do things. We're going to find another nickel. This is, this is nothing new. We're good. Listen, you got hurt. It happens. You're mad at us. You want to test free agency. You test it. You let us know what you find. We're probably not going to be the suitors for you. Okay, my final client. I gave myself on purpose because it's my game. The I was going to say this client. is so hard. You can't uh, like, listen. Yeah, let you me can come uh, back. Let me Dad, make my. Yeah, let me make make my case. Uh, twenty seven for twenty nine. Most of your kickers have been terrible throughout the history of your organization. So you better resign Dan Bailey. Listen, we're talking to guys about restructuring right now. We'll get back to you by three. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, uh, you decide. You are Spielman. Uh, I guess uh, Alex was playing the uh, AGM there, or, or I was. We were playing George Payton for the Vikings, <laughs> making the cases. Now Spielman gets to decide. He's heard yeah. both sides who he's going to sign. Who would you sign based on our arguments? I'm not signing Dalvin Cook. I'm okay losing a star running back because I don't want to pay the price that you have to pay to get that guy in just because the production that other star running backs who've made who've had big contracts mm-hmm. they haven't really produced for those big contracts. I'm okay losing Dalvin Cook and and gambling on another running back because they they can be found. Trey Waynes, I'm not signing. I don't want to spend that much money. There's there is something to be said about a guy who's consistently average mm-hmm. at that position. You always need that. But I want to spend my money on Anthony Harris. If I'm going to bring it back anybody in that secondary, it's going to be Anthony Harris because him and Harrison Smith back there are fantastic, and I don't want to lose that. So my money in the secondary is going towards Anthony Harris. I'm not. I'm not bringing back Everson Griffin. The the age. You I'm, lost geez, all of them. Backs. I got. I just sorry. <laughs> I was bound to. I gave, age, I gave you the hardest ones on purpose. The age concerns me. I'm not a fan of the age. I'm okay with losing him because I like what the development of the other guys along that off mm-hmm. or that defensive line have done. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, like I said, I'm not spending any other money in secondary besides Anthony Harrison, whatever I'm drafting. And, and we then, all agree Dan Bailey's Dan, coming yeah, back. Yeah, Dan Bailey's oh, coming sure. back. You, you, sure. you can't even make an argument against no. that. So really, the only guy that you want back is Anthony Harris. Yep, Anthony Harris and Dan Bailey. So I think that, uh, Alex, you made very good arguments for Everson Griffin and Delvin Cook. Um, with Delvin, they really have made him the centerpiece of the offense, and that's why it would be really tough if he said, sorry guys, I'm not playing if I don't have a contract. Then you have to look around and go, okay, that changes a lot of stuff that we were doing. And with Everson, it's a fair thing to say. It hasn't been, in part, Hunter's success 
because everyone is so focused on Everson Griffin. He is truly a monster over there, and they have to shift protections that way. And the Vikings try to design it to force teams to shift protections to his side. That's why I think a lot of times we go, how did Daniil Hunter get lined up on a tight end? Oh, they, <laughs> they set it up that way. Right. I mean, that's, and that's the credit to Zim. He's using his defense. To, and, and listen, eventually you have to start paying everybody. And that's why you don't see the same team every year in the Super Bowl just mm-hmm. destroying people because contracts come up and you're like, listen, like the situation they're in now, 12 million over and you have 18 guys leaving. Like, and not only that, but you have to make decisions on other guys. Like, that's a lot. And this is what we talked about is sometimes these guys, these money guys are so smart, like a Brzezinski, where they can keep pushing it down the road and pushing mm-hmm. it down the road. But eventually it comes up where it's like, listen, guys, we really can't push it anymore. Like, we're, we're kind of strapped out now. We have too many young players that are on the rise. We have to keep signing these guys. Like, like Declan last week was talking about bring, trading Harrison Smith to keep Anthony Harris. Like, those are huge decisions you have to seriously consider. Because Anthony Harris is going to be the future of safeties. He is on the rise. He is a young player. And not that Harrison's any less of a player, but all of a sudden you start looking at how many years could we use Anthony and how many years could we possibly use Harrison. You know, it changes. And that's the decisions of a GM are so hard. And I, I mean, I credit those guys sometimes. And a lot of times I don't because when you're looking at it, sometimes the answer's staring at you right in the face. They just don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, your point about teams going back. Brady is, of course, the biggest reason the Patriots go back because he's right. the best, and that's the truth. But they are also ruthless. If you went to the Super Bowl with the Patriots, that doesn't mean you're getting a huge contract the next year. They might just be like, like Trey Flowers. Like, oh, good, thanks. Thanks, bud. See you. Enjoy, See enjoy Detroit, my friend. Uh, you'll be very rich, but you have to live in Detroit. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I, you know, that's a part of it is that they've always been so good at just not caring about anybody's feelings and not having any loyalty. And a lot of times when you send out somebody who's declining for somebody who is maybe on the rise, you end up with more production just because you timed it out correctly. So, well, anyway, that was fun. We'll do it more often with free agents and things like that where we make the case. And uh, maybe I'll give you the easier players. I was going to say, do you think maybe I could just get one player that was like, (laughs) not? I mean, other than Dalvin. Dalvin was kind of easy. Yeah. And I, I... I say easy, but then again, everyone's like, yeah, we're still not signing him. It's just because like, Devontae Freedom did not help me today when he's like, that getting released. You're like, wow, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Just the, And that's, dude, it's a big deal now. And people are going to start to look around and be like, do we really need to do this again? It is. he The player that he was this year is worth paying a lot of money. It's just yes. always the question whether he'll continue to be that player. Uh, Jed Zolgad is going to join us next. We've got some hot routes coming up, all sorts of fun questions. For Alex Boone and Judd Zolgad, you listen to Purple Daily. We'll be right back here on Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. 